days I wanna praise Everybody needs your love Well, good morning. Welcome to Church Online. Uh, Whether you're with us every week or this is your first time, welcome. We're so pleased that you've uh, given up some of your time just for us to gather uh, virtually, but uh, gather all at the same time. And uh, we're a church that just want to celebrate who God is and who you are because of who God is. Um, and so we're going to sing some songs this morning that celebrate that. We are going to have some family time where we're going to let the kids run riot and have some fun. And, and then we've got a great speaker this morning called Mark Greenwood, who's part of our church. He is Elam's national evangelist, who's going to share a message this morning. But before we start, let's just pray. We believe in a God who wants to speak with us and have a relationship with us. And so we're going to speak to him right now and pray uh, and just ask and invite him to speak to us this morning uh, as we celebrate all that he he is and who we are because of that. So let me just speak with God right now. Father, we want to thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you that your word says that your favour lasts a lifetime. And I just pray right now as we gather, we would know your favour over our lives, your presence right now in every household, every individual that's watching this right now. Will your presence just rest upon them and let them know that they are favoured by the creator of all things that you know us, each one of us intimately, and you long for us to know you even more. And so we pray that's what would happen this morning as we celebrate who you are and who we are because of that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to have a time of singing right now. Uh, So uh, guys from our worship team are going to lead us. So let's just uh, celebrate who God is through our singing right now. See 
God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of the breath the planets form if the stars were made to worship so will I see your heart in everything you've made every burning star a signal fire of grace if creation stings your praises so will I so will I God of your promise, you don't speak in vain, no syllable empty of voice. For once you have spoken, oh, nature and science follow the sound of your voice. as you speak a hundred billion creatures catch your breath evolving in pursuit of what you said it all reveals your nature so alive I can see your heart in a Everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys you, so will I. So will I. You're amazing. Holy God, wonderful, if the stars were made to worship, so alive, the mountains bow in reverence, so alive. The oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. The 
sum of all our praise is still for shine. We'll sing again a hundred billion times God of salvation Chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created, the light of the world abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear when you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so alive to see your heart in everything you've done Heart designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. I can see your heart a billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to save. You gave your life to love, and so will I. You would again a hundred billion times. But what measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind. See your heart eight billion different ways. Every precious one, a child you died to say. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Like you would again a hundred billion times. measure could amount to your desire you're the one who never leaves the one behind you never forsake us you're always there with us isn't god so good just uh, he's the one that never leaves the one behind uh, and if you feel like you're the one that's been left i want to say to you this morning you're not forgotten god knows who you are and he loves you and he wants you to know that he knows you uh, and so we we celebrate in a god that that breaks down all the barriers to come and find us uh, and we celebrate that
What we're going to do right now is each week during August, we've been having what we can call some family time, uh, where we're going to have a, a kid's song with some actions and you can jump around whatever age you are, have some fun. And then we're going to have a little uh, adventure uh, for the kids around a, a story from God's word uh, and a little uh, crafting and an activity that we're going to do together. And then we're going to welcome Mark to come and speak to us. Uh, and so let's enjoy family time right now. So many ways that I will grow on my Bible adventure. 
I'm gonna learn my memory verse I'm gonna pray and talk to God I'm gonna sing new songs to God And keep singing the songs all week long Church is fun place we can go on a Bible adventure. In the beginning, God made everything. He made it perfect. He made us too in His image. He loves us and wants to have a relationship with us. Sadly, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. That sin brought death into the world and broke our relationship with God. It also broke God's perfect world. Sin spread throughout the whole world. Everyone sins, and the result of sin is death. But sin couldn't stop God from loving us. He had a plan. Because of His love for us, God sent His Son, Jesus, into the world. Sin broke our relationship with God, but Jesus came to fix it. Jesus healed sick people and performed many other miracles. He welcomed lonely people. He taught people about God's love. His perfect life shows us what love looks like. Even though Jesus never sinned, He died on a cross for our sins because He loves us. By doing this, He was carrying out God's plan to fix our relationship with Him. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead, breaking the power of sin and death. He spent time with his followers, teaching them. Then he returned to heaven. Now Jesus lives forever. Jesus did not leave us alone. He sent his Holy Spirit to live inside everyone who trusts him. The Spirit gives us power to live the way God created us to live. One day, when Jesus returns, God will make everything perfect again. He will make a new heaven and a new earth. Everyone who trusts in Jesus will live with Him forever. God loves you. He created you one of a kind. Trusting and following Jesus fixes our broken relationship with God. Are you ready to be a part of God's story? Wow, that really is good news, isn't it? Because let's face it, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. But because Jesus was sent by God, live a perfect life, but was died, buried, and then rose again, it means that relationship with God is fixed. But not just for us, for everyone. And that's where we get to share this good news with everybody. And today's memory verse comes from Mark 16, 15. And it says just that. But Jesus said to the followers, go everywhere in the world, tell the good news to everyone. And that's us, we're the followers. It's our job to go into the world and tell the good news, tell everyone what Jesus has done for us. Now, all this painting has made me really thirsty. I'm gonna grab a cup of tea. What? Oh, got paint everywhere. Oh. But you know, that reminds me of the gospel story that we've just learned about, how Jesus' love 
spread across the world and everyone it came in contact with, it impacted them. Just like all the things that I've left my mark on around the house. Do you think maybe this week you could create something or make something or do something for someone that's outside of our church to show them God's love, to show them how much he loves us? Perhaps maybe you could create something to make just someone smile and maybe make it their best day ever. My name's Mark Greenwood and in a few moments I'm going to become and chatting to you about what we need to live life in what is a changing world. But just before I do that, we're going to listen to an incredible story from a young man called Kieran Bassey, who has done something he never expected to do. And he's going to be interviewed by a very good friend of mine, Andy Hancock. So welcome, Andy and Kieran. Um, so I'm here with Kieran Bassey. Kieran, it is great to have you with us. And we're just going to chat a little bit about your lockdown story, about how you've come to faith during lockdown. Um, and we're going to hear all, of that, all about that a little bit later on. But Kieran, just tell us a little bit about your background and your kind of life pre-making a decision to follow Jesus. Uh, so I'm originally from Leicester. I've spent a long time travelling around for work and various other reasons as well. Uh, but as in terms of religious background, I've always been raised to be not very religious due to the fact that my mum's Sikh, my dad's Muslim, but a very diverse cultural background. Um, so it's always been very difficult for me to kind of pick a religion to follow, looking for God and for Jesus was something that I didn't plan to do and it, it just happened. So how did it happen then? Because obviously like March 2020, lockdown hits, coronavirus, pandemic hits the UK and we're we're in lockdown. So for me, uh, myself, what ended up happening was I lived in Manchester before here and Liverpool before that. And I spent a long time kind of thinking about trying to reach out to God, but never really taking the step to do so. But I met my partner in Manchester and she's a practicing Christian. She used to tell me all the time, she'd go, oh, you should, you know, when I was having a tough time or finding it hard to get through certain things, she'd go, oh, you should pray or you should, you know, look, look to God. And I would always be like, nah it's not going to work for me but we decided when we get married we wanted to get married in a church and I spoke to a friend of mine at work called Hannah um, who's a, a life central uh, regular and she was the one who kind of told me how Jesus has affected her and not only that I saw her go through a few different things her pers- like in her personal and work life that when I was like how are you able to keep yourself just so composed and so fulfilled during these times and she would tell me about how she would pray to Jesus and to God and how that feeling that she would get back from it just gave her more strength to be able to carry on the way she did and she's such a positive person. I started to watch the because she shared a few of your uh, a few of the sermons from from church on on Sunday mornings so started watching it from that and yeah it just found it really appealing listening to Leon talking and yourselves when you guys were doing your your your, your chats before and after I, I found that really kind of invigorating and there was a lot of information there that kind of helped me a little bit and I also felt like every single time I listened to Leon talk the things he talked about seemed to be like he was talking to me directly wow which was really powerful for myself at that particular time um and so I started to pray 
I just took it one step at a time. I got myself a Bible over a bit of time and started to read my Bible. It got profound within myself. And now, uh, since then, I had uh, a dream when I woke up. And this dream was the day when I knew that I wanted to be a Christian, that uh, my love for Jesus would be never ending, that Jesus was there to guide me. You've done Alpha, is that right? That's right. So um, Alpha was something I did when I saw it on um, on the the Sunday sermon. And I found it really, really kind of interesting because I thought it would be a good way for me to kind of learn a little bit about about the faith. And it was during the Alpha course that I was doing that. I think it was my third or my fourth week when I had that dream. Um, nice. And that was when I, I, I knew straight away. The first thing I did was I spoke to Simon and I was like, Simon, I need to talk to you and I need to tell you about this dream because I just kind of feel like you can give me the answers that I need from it. And yeah, that was such a helpful conversation. It really, really helped me kind of move forward and what's it been like for you Kieran like coming to faith during a, a worldwide pandemic and like because you've never stepped foot in our church have you no I haven't no um it's been tough for me because I was originally supposed to start a new job on the 25th of March which is also when we went into lockdown and because I didn't get to start that job I've not got any furlough pay I've been on benefits right just managing to get through and I'm a quite highly ranked manager so I, I used, I'm used to a, a very nice pay and that pay I'm getting at the moment is nowhere near it and so financially it was very really really a, a struggle to begin with um, and I was I was finding it very hard I was getting very depressed and anxious which is not like me I'm a very positive person I always try to mm. find positive in everything but finding Jesus and having God come to me and speak to me the way that he has it's been very profound for me having these dreams because i feel like that's how i communicate with with, with, with our lord like i pray but i don't always feel like the answers i'm given during the prayer i feel like that they come back to me at a later time when i'm neat when when it's needed when it's mm -hmm. necessary you know mate it's an amazing story and really inspirational and um yeah thank you mate yeah no problem hi my name's mark greenwood and i am the national evangelist for Ealing Pentecostal Churches. The word evangelist means somebody who brings good news. So imagine that for a job. I get to bring good news and I'm sure you'll agree that right now we need some good news. A number of years ago I was chatting to an older gentleman. I guess he would probably be around 80, 85 years old and uh, we were just chit-chatting and nattering and as we were chatting, he dropped something. I think it was a pen out of his hand and just bent down to pick up the pen. He was down for a little bit longer than I would normally expect somebody to be bending down to pick up a pen. And so I said to him, are you all right, sir? Do you, do you need some help? And he said to me, no, it's just that it takes so much effort to get down and to get back up these days that now I'm down here, I just want to think, is there anything else that I need to be doing whilst I'm here to make the effort worth it? I have to say, I was proper chuckling to myself. Sometimes it's good, isn't it, just to take some time to stop and think, is there anything else I need to be doing now I'm here? The effort needed sometimes to live life. And let's face it, during the past number of months, I mean, March the uh, 2020 seems 
such a distant memory now when we've all slowed down and I'm sure like me you've been thinking whilst I'm here is there anything else whilst I'm in this season whilst I'm in this moment is there anything else I need to be doing because undeniably we've slowed down and life has changed hasn't it don't you think it's changed incredibly really and we've been caused a moment to pause we're calling this season of events elim summertime summertime's a great moment to pause and to reset to rest to recover and to go again i don't know where you are in your journey of life and faith whether you would call yourself a committed jesus follower a christian or whether you would see yourself as somebody maybe who's not that but you're open-minded somebody who's not yet become a christian and just to let you know that in terms of becoming a christian kind of the start point is about saying do you know what god i don't want to live life without you anymore i want to live life with you i want to do life your way not my way and as i chat to you this morning i want to help you understand how you can embrace that for yourself towards the end of my talk i'll let you know how you can do that but have you ever thought how on earth do we live life in this ever changing world we find ourselves in a lot has changed and that is life i came up against or i read rather this uh, little uh, i don't know what you'd call it really this paragraph that said this and and it was referring to those of you who may be listening who may not be many to be fair who were born before 1940 but just just listen to this list of things that have happened since 1940 that so often we take for granted these days for those of you born before 1940 you were born before television penicillin polio shots frozen foods xerox plastic contact lenses videos frisbees and the pill you were born before radar credit cards split atoms laser beams ballpoint pens dishwashers tumble dryers electric blankets air conditioners drip dry clothes man walking on the moon you got married first and then you lived together you thought fast food was what you ate at lent yeah a big mac was an oversized raincoat crumpet you had for tea you existed before house husbands computer dating dual careers and when a meaningful relationship meant getting along with your cousins sheltered accommodation was where you waited for a bus you were born before daycare centers group homes and disposable nappies you'd never heard of fm radio tape deck electric typewriters artificial hearts word processors yogurt and young men wearing earrings time sharing meant togetherness a chip was a piece of wood or a fried potato hardware meant nuts and bolts and software was not a word made in japan meant junk making out was a term you used for how you had done in your exams stood was something that fastened a collar to a shirt and going all the way meant staying on the bus until you reached your bus depot pizza mcdonald's 
instant coffee were unheard of. Cigarette smoking was fashionable. Grass was something that was mowed. Coke was kept in the coal house. A joint was a piece of meat that you had on Sundays. A pot was something you cooked it in. El Dorado and ice cream were never heard of. AIDS meant either beauty treatment or help from someone when in trouble. No wonder you are confused and there is a generation gap today. I mean, that's just incredible how the world has changed in those years. And right now we're finding ourselves, the world as a changing landscape, changing high street. And even in this COVID-19, there's potential for shops to go out of business, to suddenly become non-existent our world is changing so much and if we're honest sometimes it's not always for the better although there does seem to have been some things that have changed for the better because some of the things that have changed for the better are some of the things that we've lost sight of how on earth do we live in this crazy changing world i want to suggest to you that in a crazy changing world you need an anchor in something that is dependable, 100% immovable, 100% reliable. There's this lovely sentence in the Bible and it's God speaking. And he says, I am the Lord that does not change. I am the Lord that does not change. For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you can see that I've put just a little reference as to how you can find that in the Bible. So the Lord hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. And how we view things hasn't changed. The problem with the world has never changed from God's perspective. I'm originally from Bradford and uh, there's a dual carriageway in Bradford called the A650 Wakefield Road. And as you're coming up the carriageway away from Bradford, there's a roundabout and a church on the left hand side. And this church regularly had and I think possibly still does have signs outside that were creative. And some of the signs were more obvious. Some of the signs were not so obvious. You know, things like carpenter from Nazareth requires joiner joiners. I mean, a little bit kind of okay if you get it but if you don't it's kind of a little bit more oh. uh, but one sign uh, that was outside is a reference from the, from the bible which I'll give you and then let me explain hold with me it says even in recession the wages of sin is still death you know that's a little sentence from the bible and it's talking about the fact that when we do things wrong because we've left God out of our lives, there's a disconnect, there's a separation and that problem has never changed. It's been a problem right from the beginning of time and will be right to the end of time. And when you get paid your wages, your employer thinks this is what you deserve for what you've done. Now, you may think you deserve more for what you've done. Your employer may think you deserve less for what you've done. But God says there is a wage that perfectly fits what each of us has done. And that is death. 
Sorry to depress you today. And I guess we've been surrounded a lot more by death because of COVID-19. But focus on the really exciting bit. Yeah, you see, we do deserve death because of what we've done. But here's the beautiful thing that often people don't focus on. God wants to give us a gift. Now, a gift is something that you get that you don't deserve. It's not necessarily reflective of what you have or haven't done. And when God says, actually, what you deserve for what you've done is death. Actually, I want to give you a gift. So the problem has never changed that we've left God out. But the truth is the gift that God offers has never changed. God wants to give you new life and forgiveness. And the beautiful thing is, ladies and gentlemen, when you embrace God's gift of new life and forgiveness, the separation from God is removed. We get to connect with him and he can download some amazing stuff into our life. And we get to upload some stuff to God as well. He takes away the desire for us to want to do wrong things, to do our own thing. He takes away that separation and deposits his love and purpose. This sense that we are here for a reason and when you speak to any Jesus follower they'll tell you they've got this sense of purpose and God's plan for their life it's absolutely amazing but the problem has never changed a friend of mine a very well-known Christian speaker often says that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart and I just want to add an extra little word still at the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. And that's why God says in the Bible, and I'll put that little sentence I'm going to reference right now on the screen, including where you can find it for those of you who are familiar with the Bible. God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength and might and love your neighbour as yourself. God wants us to put him first, to love him first and to love our neighbour, those with whom we live in this world as ourselves. Now, I'm sure you will agree we've seen some incredible acts of love and sacrifice through COVID-19. Some incredible demonstrations of people showing that they love each other. And it's like we've kind of got 50% of what God says we need to have in place to live a life that is honouring to him. It's like, yeah, we're, we're loving our neighbours, so please keep on, let's keep on doing that as, as humanity. It's so important, but it's just not quite enough. Do that, but let's love God with everything that we have as well because when we love God with everything that we have that's when the real difference takes place see I arrived at a point in my life many years ago when I was much younger so did my mum and my dad and my family my dad classed himself as a lazy atheist and what he meant by that he's he decided there was no God but he'd not really tried to find out whether it was true or not my mum had kind of went to a really strict traditional uh, religious school and that kind of put her off anything to do with faith 
So we all arrived at a point in our lives where we realised it was I as a young person, them as older people, that we needed to love God. And so that's what we did. And at the end of my talk today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that for yourself. So the problem with the uh, world has never changed. And the second thing I want to say to you, the solution for the problem of the world has never changed. I read this great uh, story many, many years ago of how the Canadian Space Agency wanted to invent a pen that would write in zero gravity. And they spent several millions of Canadian dollars on it and used many, many engineers. And when they finally made it and they announced it, great congratulations flowed in from many, many places all over the world. The Americans, however, told them that they too have come up with a solution for writing in zero gravity. They use a pencil. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it's obvious, isn't it, really? It's like, here's the problem. Uh, maybe the Canadian Space Agency had overcomplicated it. And the solution was very, very simple. You can actually buy a space pen. Now, I've got one because I'm a gadget man. And the reason you can buy one is because they're made available to the public. They probably need to recoup quite a lot of the money that they've lost. But, oh, my goodness, we overly complicate the problems sometimes. And therefore, we overly complicate the solution. So often in our world, we've all been, it's been about what can we do to sort out the problem in the world. But the truth is, we don't really understand what the problem is. So we can't generate the correct solution. At the moment in our world, there's frantic activity trying to find out a solution to the problem of COVID-19. And it's a little bit like we're kind of clutching and we're hoping and there's been some amazing progress. Thank you so much to all those who are trying to make this happen. To fully come up with a solution means you need to fully understand the problem. And even then, it doesn't always follow that you can find a solution. But in Jesus, in knowing God, we understand the problem and we can have a solution. Uh, I read very recently, I love this, like the best selling uh, types of books. That's types of books. Uh, cookbooks. I'm sure you've all got copies of them at home. And guess what the next best selling types of books are? Yep dieting books where you learn to cook meals to help you lose weight from the meals that you've just cooked in the cookbooks so many problems that we create and yet there's an incredible solution for that that problem that is in the world that problem of leaving God out the solution is very very simple and it's not a thing it's a person and it's a person called Jesus it's absolutely incredible see somebody once said if our greatest need had have been information God would have sent us an educator if our greatest need had been technology God would have sent us a scientist if our greatest need had been money God would have sent us an economist if our greatest need had been pleasure God would have sent us an entertainer but our greatest need was forgiveness so God sent us a saviour. The solution is Jesus. In the Bible, there's this incredible sentence. I'm going to flash that sentence up on the screen with where you can find it now. 
It says, for Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. A great little sentence that summarises why Jesus came. He is, was and always will be God's solution to the problem in the world. The solution to the problem in the world is spiritual because it's a spiritual problem. Jesus took the punishment for all the wrong that you and I have done for leaving God out. He took the punishment for all of that so we could be forgiven. When Jesus came to our planet, he walked around showing us what God wants to do in people's lives. He healed people, brought forgiveness, brought purpose, brought value. And what Jesus did 2000 years ago, he is still doing today and wants to do in your life. If you've never said yes to Jesus, receive his forgiveness today because 2000 years ago, he took the punishment, not just for my wrong, but for your wrong. Once and for all, nothing else needs to be done. That totally satisfied what God required. The solution to the problem of the world has never changed. And finally, I want to say to you in my few moments now, the response to the solution to the problem of the world has never changed. It still needs you to respond Otherwise, it just stays out there and won't impact you. I read this great story of how there was a preacher preaching at a church and talking about what Christianity was all about. And a well-known communist entered the building and shouted out, what good is Christianity? Communism can put new clothes on that man. And he pointed to a man. Ah, the preacher, such wisdom, he paused. And replied, communism may well be able to put new clothes on that man, but only Christianity can put a new man in those clothes. Isn't that wonderful? I want to say to you, Jesus wants to put a new person into your clothes. He wants to make you brand new. There's this amazing sentence that talks about what it means to be a Jesus follower. And it says, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The old goes, the new comes and you become a brand new person. It's incredible. Why don't you pause? What can you do right now in this moment? I want to suggest you it starts by recognising you've left God out. That it starts by asking God to forgive you of all that you've done and to come and change you and to make you a brand new person. God today is calling you to put your life in his hands. Why don't you join many thousands upon thousands of people that even through COVID-19 have started that journey with God? You see, all God wants from you right now is what I call a big yes and a big yes is simply saying yes God I want to live my life for you please forgive me for doing things wrong for leaving you out of my life please give me new life and please help me to turn and follow you for those of you here today you know you need to say yes to God why don't you just in your heart right now say, yes, God, that's all it takes. One heartfelt prayer.
prayer to God that is simply yes, God. And by saying yes to him, you're saying, yes, I want your forgiveness. Yes, I want to live life your way. Yes, I want to turn and follow you. That's what it means. Why don't you just right now in your heart and mind say, yes, God, go on. Just do it now. Yes, God. Yes, God. My prayer for you is that as you've said yes to God, you'll know he's already said yes to you. It might be that you're listening here today and you're saying, Mark, I'm not really in that place. Could I invite you to say what I call a little yes? And a little yes is about making an intentional decision to find out more, to really investigate, to really look into Christianity, to the claims of Jesus to really find out what it's all about. And you can do that in several ways. You can do that by speaking to the people that are broadcasting this service. You can send a message if you are just watching it directly from the Elim YouTube channel and are not connected with the church. I'm just going to flash upon the screen now a link that you can follow to say, yeah, I want to find out more. Can you help me do that? Can you help me investigate this Christianity and if you said that big yes then let us know too and we can direct you to people that can help you to think through uh, the decision that you've made or how you can find out more why don't you inside say I'm a little yes I'm a little yes might be that you're listening here today and saying I'm not really ready to investigate that but just before I stop could I give you a very gentle challenge you see many people say they're open-minded but don't often apply that to Christianity can I encourage you to become open-minded about Christianity and if you are already open-minded may I encourage you to kind of make a commitment to remain open-minded it's what I call a healthy maybe that you're willing to say maybe there's something in this But you don't let it dissipate. You keep it active. Just keep it on your agenda. Keep it in your mind. And at some point when you feel ready, begin to really look into that. We'd love to help you with that if we can. It's entirely up to you. You can again contact us uh, following the link that's on the screen. Well, if you're a big yes, a little yes or a healthy maybe, we'd love to help you.
is closer still Wherever you're watching, whether it's in the UK or around the world, uh, whether you're somebody who's a committed and devoted Jesus follower or somebody who's just thinking about life and therefore faith, we trust that you've enjoyed being with us today. We are so grateful that you took your time to be with us. And don't forget, if you were a big yes, a little yes, or a healthy maybe, or maybe you might even be what I've called a yes again, that you have recommitted your life to Jesus as a friend of mine says updated your commitment we would love to help you so please get in contact with us again um, I'm just flashing the contact details up onto the screen and uh, get in contact with us and we would love to help you some more but thank you for now God bless and enjoy the rest of the summertime Thanks, Mark, for sharing with us this morning uh, and thank you to you for, for being online and just prioritising this moment of being together, knowing that we can chat together. We can't see each other, but knowing that others are there as we gather and worship God together and encounter him. It encourages me, it spurs me on, I hope it spurs you on uh, in these strange times. Um, just to let you know that next week we're not going to gather like this uh, online in this space. What instead we're going to do is we're going to have a Zoom call together. We have some family time where we get to see each other's faces and uh, share some uh, good news things of what God is doing in our church family. And so if you can be there, please, we're going to uh, send out all of the login details. You can email us uh, the email address that's coming up on your screen right now uh, as to how to log into that. If you're visiting us online and you've been in connecting with us, please don't feel that this excludes you. Do join us. We want to celebrate all that God is doing in our family and you, you being part of what we're doing online is, is part of that celebration. So do feel free to join us next week as we gather online and then at 12 o'clock. Uh, on sun next Sunday, 12 o'clock, we're going to join with River Camp. River Camp is one of Elim's national uh, camps uh, that happens fairly local to us in the Lenches. And so we're going to join with them for a morning service at 12 o'clock. So we are going to have a service, but uh, we'll have some family time together at 10.30. Uh, and then at 12 o'clock, we'll pause for however long uh, between. And then at 12 o'clock, come online uh, to enjoy River Camp uh, to, uh, together. So uh, I'm praying this week will be a blessed week for you in our connect groups as we encounter what God is doing in and around us in our workplaces and in our families um, and seeing uh, the amazing things he's doing uh, but please know that uh, we're still praying for you in the midst of all of this season we're still a family we're still together uh, and so uh, I pray this week you would know uh, God's presence with you as you journey with him uh, be blessed and we'll see you next week <laughs>